This is exactly right. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, I hope you're having a nice day. I uh, I haven't done anything yet. Um, let's see. I have a I currently have a little bit of a blanket over my knees. So if I'm bringing more of a grandmotherly energy than usual, that's what's going on. I can't quite find the temperature that's right for me. I have a jacket on and I can already feel myself overheating. So who knows what the next hour or so will bring. So just hang in there because we have a wonderful guest today, someone who I find very, very funny, and I'm excited to talk to him, and you're going to be very excited to listen to him. So let's welcome Jay Jordan. Jay, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hello. Wonderful to meet you, Bridger. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to meet you. This is a, a whole new part of the world where I'm meeting people nonstop over Zoom. Okay. And, you know, it's a, you never know what's going to happen. You could end up being a disaster of a person. And then yes. we're just trapped on a Zoom call for an hour. It's the risk you have to take. That is a possibility. <laughs> it's smaller. It's, I think it's on the lower end of probability, but it could happen. I mean, I don't know uh, where that would go from here if suddenly you were just kind of a maniac trying to keep you on the line, this sort of thing. Or <laughs> does somebody just storm out of the Zoom? I think what happens is you see one party slowly unravels because they realize they're stuck. <laughs> you just feel the sweat through the microphone. Yeah, it's, when, it's what happens whenever you make a joke to someone and you realize that your sensibilities are a bit different. So you say something facetious and then they agree in earnest and you go, oh, no. <laughs> and usually you can leave. It's like right. when you make a joke about the space laser, the Jewish space laser, and now it's the equivalent of someone going, yeah, and you go, no, 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 no wait a minute now. Wait, what? <laughs> because the backing up leads to an argument, but the allowing it to that to just go, you're just going to be digging yourself deeper into deeper into whatever this person's cave is. Yes. And that's yes. terrifying. But uh, on a Zoom, I've never stormed out of a Zoom Maybe it'll happen at some point. I feel like there are probably I've more. Seen, I've seen something I think is worse than storming out of a Zoom. I've seen people busy on a mobile oh. Zoom in a setting where everyone else was stationary and set <laughs> and uh, kind of tied and respecting the Zoom space enough that they blocked off an hour. I've seen people like on phones. Why? Like you hear a lot of this <laughs> and like doors opening and stuff closing and kids like that's <laughs> to me, that is chaotic to me. To me, that just shows a fundamental uh, lack of 
knowledge about how to run a Zoom. Turn mute, mute yourself. Turn <laughs> off the video for a minute. There are so many ways to hide that you're not part of the Zoom. I mean, if you don't want to be present, you don't have to be. You can fake it pretty easily. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how often are you on a Zoom these days? At least once a week, multiple times a week. Um, kind of, I want to say at the end of last year, when I was doing Zoom comedy shows and podcast appearances and a podcast co-hosting gig and any sort of like meetings regarding things I'm attempting to create and sell to media conglomerates now, I guess we can call them companies, but like <laughs> real right. estate. One of the three um, things that owns everything. Yeah. One of the three things that owns everything, which I love. Listen, I don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> But at that point, I was zooming a ton, just at least at least three or four times a week. I was on a different zoom situation. Do you ever do it like a social zoom? I've done a few social zooms. I was invited to a friend's zoom once and I was not uh, a big part of the friend group pre last March. Oh, okay, okay. They were like, oh, this is Jay. And I was like, yeah. and. I know a lot of y'all digitally, but this is our first time Zooming together. So that happened. And sometimes my friends will set up drunk Zooms. And one, (laughs) Bridger, the last drunk Zoom I attended, a person who was drunk, drunk, like drunk on the Zoom, (laughs) they ended up saying some of those things. If we can tie it back to the beginning of this conversation, they ended up going to a place that we all thought was a joke, but oh, in earnest, they no. ended up saying, you'd never really want to tell everything that people say when they're drunk. Cause you're like, I don't know who that person was, but they were defending some indefensible characters. And I was just oh, like, no. Oh, we were like joking about sticking up for that piece of shit. You're for real. Oh, are uh, so the people they're talking about, are they famous people or just people that you dislike in personal situations? Oh, I think there's a, there's a spectrum. There was a range because we <laughs> were making this? fun of famous people. And then they were like defending not semi-famous and some people famous in different media spaces, podcast men oh, and a few boy. like famous oh, no. men. I was one of them. No, it wasn't you, but they weren't a man. So I thought they were making a joke. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it was. This is some there was complicated. <laughs> oh, no. Have you spoken to them sober since? No, because I don't need to, I don't think. <laughs> uh, was the person drunk coming into the Zoom or was it like Shauna has entered the Zoom and she's wasted? This is how it broke down, Bridger. I got a Twitter DM from a friend who was the host that was like, come on, we're drunk on Zoom. Here's the link. <laughs> and I didn't have anything to do. I was eating my Shake Shack in my <laughs> kitchen. I was like, sure, why not? So I get on the Zoom and we're being silly, saying silly stuff, saying hey. And then this person says something that we all agree is silly, but they meant it. And that's kind of how the situation wow. went left. And has there been any um, discussion about that since, about that person? There was discussion about it immediately after they left (laughs) the Zoom, most definitely. As she passed out. As she realized that maybe she needed to like shift topics. And then when it finally was over, I remember talking to two people on the Zoom and I was like, wow, that was like, 
this was just supposed to be drunk and fun. And <laughs> we still found a way to ruin a digital party. Well, the thing with a digital party is that, like, let's say that when somebody's drunk and belligerent, they have the microphone for as long as they want. That's the worst <laughs> part about Zoom. It's just like we are being held captive by whatever this person won't stop talking about. And like if you have a huge group of people, like if two people are speaking to each other, we're all just listening to those two two people have a conversation at a regular party. I can move on. I hate you it. Could, yeah, you could. So I don't know. Zoom. So the social aspect of Zoom, I can get on a FaceTime with one to two other people but when we're when we've got 14 people and we're essentially all an audience to two people's conversation at a time i mean you're very brave to go on a thing where you're like kind of friends with a bunch of people i like danger i'm not (laughs) i'm not scared i missed out on having my rebellious teenage chat room like exploration phase i never did that right back in like the early days of the internet so i'm not scared were you online and just not getting in the chat rooms or just not online at all i was only online for the amount of time we could be with the little cds right and i was so much more interested in looking up dragon ball z information (laughs) and like weird like internet stuff than like talking to strangers so there was a there was a curiosity that was internet based but it never got into like a building a community it was just information yeah that was more me i would go online and like look up rumors about nintendo this kind of thing Uh, the, like the most interaction online I would have, well, I would watch my younger sister go on to the PetSmart message boards and she would ask questions that, uh, things about like, is it okay if I allow my cat to drive the car? This sort of thing. I just watch people, <laughs> people go out of their minds. So some early internet trolling, but I never got on a chat room or anything. I mean, it was never to build a social network within, I mean, until like MySpace came along, I wasn't really... Yeah, until MySpace and Facebook close to the end of well, middle and end of my high school career. There was a career. Yeah, career. high school career. <laughs> there was no I didn't care. I wasn't about to like try to talk to everyone. Even AOL Messenger, there was so very few conversations that I would have on there. Like my right. away message was like just super like I didn't it it wasn't foundational to me in the way that like Facebook eventually became. Right. Yeah, I was never into the chatting. I feel like neighbor kids would be like trying to pick up older men or that sort of thing. There was like there there were two big dust-ups at my school about people sharing explicit images. There were a person's girlfriend's pictures leaked and then Another girl's pictures leaked and those two girls had like the complete opposite effect. Like one of those girls was like very much the scarlet letter. Like everyone was like, she's terrible. How (laughs) dare she? And then another girl, they're like, why would you do this to her? She's a baby. (laughs) And we're all babies, but they're like, she is a child. These two are the exact same age. Was one just less liked? (laughs) And so people were just like, here's our excuse to get rid of her. You know, the sad part about it. One of the girls was more popular and the popular girl got preferential treatment and the less popular girl kind of got 
called uh, the Madonna and the Whore Complex. Right, she got called course. all the bad names. How did these get leaked? I mean, I assume this was the early Facebook. Oh, this early is Facebook. Face, okay. Early Facebook. I think I don't. The parameters weren't there. Now things, image searches, things get taken down so fast. Things get like spread like could spread like wildfire via like our Nokia bricks and Facebook back then. Right. Right. Uh, did you have any other big uh, scandals in high school? Yeah, uh, a guy who was a year older than me. And now he has a successful career as a sports journalist, so I don't feel bad. He was expelled for marijuana on the premises. <laughs> That's he so mild. He got kicked out, and he had to go to like a workman's academy. Oh, workman's academy. I like don't know how much weed he had, but he was a cool guy. So... Part of being a cool guy in the early 2000s was like being, if not completely connected to drugs, like only being like one step away from like drugs and nothing super hard, but like marijuana. And so they were searching people at our school because we definitely had like a few like petty drug dealers at our high school. And one search when we found out it was this particular student, it was the first time everyone was like, oh, but we know him. (laughs) What are we going to do? Like, it was, we were like, oh, no. And all the rumors, like, started spreading about where they were going to send them, what was going to happen to them, and, like, how the police handled it. And then, so then everyone in high school, you have 16-year-olds being like, actually, the law states. Like, we don't know. We don't know anything. Of course not. The most I've done is youth legislature. Model UN kids are chiming in. Like, we don't know. <laughs> and so he ended up getting expelled. And so expulsion means you either attend alternative school right. or you attend school in a different district per their admittance of you, but your expulsion is on your record. So he ended up going to like a workman, a workman's vocational academy to finish out the rest of his high school career. Wow. And now is a successful sports journalist. And now I know. And now he's on TV and the radio. Look so lesson him. learned. <laughs> Sell <laughs> weed in high school, kids. That's the lesson. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. High school scandals are uh, always. Did, what was yours? What was your high school scandal? Um, I leaked the uh, high school election numbers. And so Whoa. Uh, th- that was an investigative enormous... journalism. <laughs> right. I was a How whistleblower. It's really hard to tell, but I I feel like it, I I was part of the counting process, and I wasn't happy with how the numbers played out, and so I uh, revealed them to wow. to one of the candidates, and then it just all got blown out. And for whatever I was good friends with the candidate, and for whatever reason, the the people in charge were never able to figure out that it was me that had leaked the numbers. I just went on living my life. But yeah, this is the big public revelation, I guess. I'm the leaker, you know? Wow. So that really rocked Bingham High School. And I what's think was, the what's the statute of limitations on that? Are well, let's good? hope that it's years and years. I mean, a few years, actually, because <laughs> uh, the, if the high school comes after me, I could be ruined. And I've now we have audio recording. I don't know. I haven't been involved with many scandals post high school, but what are you going to do? Let's move on. I have to talk to you about something. I uh, I asked you to be on the podcast a few weeks ago, and you agreed, and you were so nice, and I was so excited for you to be here, and I've been looking forward to it, and 
Yesterday, I opened my front door and I looked out and Mm -hmm. there was a box on my porch. And I, you know, the things that go through your mind when a box arrives that you don't remember ordering. Maybe I ordered it in my sleep. Maybe I, you know, what have you. So I opened it up and inside was not something I had ordered. I'm certain I didn't order this because... Are you sure? Well, it says... You're positive. Kind of a giant, almost game show size envelope that says, keep your gift a surprise, unwrap your present before opening this envelope. So what I have here, let's just get Mm -hmm. to it, is kind of a blue uh, bag with some green ribbon tied around it and a little card on it, which I haven't opened. I, I assume this is from you. There's a chance. It could be from me. There's a chance. Should I look at this card? Should we see it? Maybe take a gander. Let's at take it. a look at what's happening here. Let's see. Okay, so this does say I can confirm this is from you. It says, I know you said no gifts, but from Jay Jordan. So this is a gift for me? This is a gift for you, Bridger. And le- let me let me explain. I'm from Mississippi. Right. I'm a millennial. I was, uh, as my parents' generation would say, raised right. I just don't <laughs> come on a podcast and don't bring anything. I have a sparkling personality and a wonderful <laughs> smile, but those things are intangible. I want you to be able to walk away from this experience after outing yourself as the whistleblower for the high school election <laughs> with something positive, something that will make your day better. And I apologize for breaking your rule. <laughs> but yes, I sent you a gift. Okay. I apology mostly accepted. I mean, I'm feeling slightly rattled. I have had a lot a decent amount of caffeine, so that could also be part of the problem here. Should I open it here on the podcast or should I wait for a few weeks and open it then? No, you should open it now, but okay. away from the microphone because it looks very noisy. Well, th- that's more of a reason to open it near the microphone. I sacrificed my morals for the delivery method for you to get this gift, <laughs> if I can say that. I gave up time, space, and a bit of my conscience to a very... A very wealthy overlord that we can only describe as Lex Luthor before steroids. Right. And it's it's something that I'm not proud of, but I needed you to get this gift on time. Well, in your defense, that overlord has since moved on to space travel, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> He's now in the space sector, so it's to a new overlord. Uh, oh, yes. So, But either way, you... Uh, yeah, let's open this up. I mean, I'm now expecting snakes to spring out of this with the noise, but let's see what no, happens. because I, I didn't put enough live mice in there yeah. to sustain them <laughs> for Just the a trip. bag full of live mice. It's, well, yeah. it's quite heavy. I mean, this feels like, if I were to guess right now, I would say this is a like a dense box of graham crackers. Okay. Honey made? Honey made. Are you a Teddy Grahams or honey made? I'm a honey made man. Honey made man. <laughs> so you're in the mob? <laughs> That's not a bad idea for a kid's movie. Honey made man. <laughs> some sort of mafia tale, but it takes place. In I a- tried to start a gang when I was in middle school. Like an innocent gang. Right. We're, called, we're gonna be called the posse. 
And then my friend started a rival game called the Kitty Cat Posse. <laughs> and it we, we just wanted to like have a gang. And you know how like um the R gang, the little rascals, that was like a gang. Right, right. But it was also the time where like gang, the word gang had a bunch of negative connotations. So if you said you were in a gang, they would like take you to counseling in middle school. So you couldn't <laughs> right. even be like me and the gang. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, there was a, a movie that we would watch in like substitute teachers would put on in our school called the Buttercream Gang. Oh. And it was one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. Even to this day, I just the think The Buttercream was... Gang, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Right. There were a lot of gangs. A lot of gangs who were like uh, kids who were like mowing people's lawns and doing that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Not for me. I'm opening the gift. I've got my I've had my hand in here for a bit. It is heavy. It's quite heavy and it's okay, good. So there's some tissue. Let's get the tissue near the mic. Just Ooh, a little I like tissue. That. And would you allow you okay, Bridger, when when you have children, would you allow when? them to do when? Uh you don't know what's in the gift. Uh <laughs> when you have children, would you allow them to do like the the like the ASMR stuff? Because it's not <laughs> it's not explicitly sexual there were a couple people that were like no like you don't sexualize kids but then there is a faction of freaks that are absolutely getting that have a psychosexual connection to little kids making noises in close proximity to them if i had children this is why i can't have children we would just have to move to an island where no technology (laughs) existed because i cannot imagine having a kid on today's internet yeah i want to be a cool dad but i don't want to be a cool tiktok dad no way oh my god i i have not got onto tiktok yet but like occasionally i can uh, tell by the way you said it uh you because the syllable there was a space between the words. Wait, how did I say it? You said I have not got on the tick talk yet. That <laughs> there was a breath. There was TikTok. a uh, what's that? I'm trying to think of. <laughs> it, it was a half note instead of a quarter note. Musically. I feel like I'm saying it like a villain is like uh, like a bomb is in City Hall, and I'm saying tick talk tick yes. talk. Cast him, y'all. Come on, DC, Warner Brothers, HBO Max conglomerate group. There's got to be a Riddler spinoff that I could be part of. (laughs) Yes. Um, TikTok. Is that better? That's closer. (laughs) Maybe I'm not built to say it. Maybe I can. Maybe like my vocal cords can't. You said it like people say iced cream and aeroplane. Oh, no. That's horrifying. (laughs) It's a turn of the century sort of like world's fair for you. You're like a waffle cone. How? Eat this too? No, 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 no. What's all this? Come on. This is breakfast. Bartholomew, come. Bartholomew, pick up your penny farthing. We are leaving. This is heresy. Idolatry. Uh, I'm going to try to say TikTok a few times here until I can get close. TikTok. That was close. It's getting better. TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. That's it. That's I think this is the casual nature of the app. I, I right there we go. Well, but basically what I was going to say is occasionally videos will break through from that service in, into Instagram, and I feel like I saw one where like a fan. I mean, it was one of the darkest things I've seen on the internet. It was essentially <laughs> a full family like dancing around their kitchen. They had just gotten Subway sandwiches. And it was obviously like some sort of sponsorship or whatever, but they had like a choreographed dance with these horrible sandwiches. And 
like whatever leads an entire family to spawn being sponsored by Subway and having to dance around the kitchen. Horror, just pure yeah. horror for me. There is there is a level. I, I used to think there was a floor, but oh, there's then I just no found floor. Out no, is there not at all? There's at a full all. like skyscraper beneath that floor that you just <laughs> shoot down. Tower of Terror. It's a mine shaft, right? It's a, it abandoned mine shaft of <laughs> just human decency at this point. But okay, I've you know I've been trying to open this. I've, okay, it's it, yeah, out. okay. This is it, it. There is there was a box within the bag. There is a box within the bag. This is the longest unwrapping on this podcast. I like it. This looks like it could. Can, it's just. It's now kind of a a um, plain brown box, and it says "handle mm-hmm. with care." So this could like hold uh, fireworks. It, like this feels like there's some sort of explosive in here. I'm gonna open it. While it is the the lunar new year, there are no fireworks in there. Oh, today is the lunar new year. Yes. I mean, when this uh, airs, it could be 2025. Who knows? <laughs> um, but currently, I didn't know that was the turnaround. On. Look, we've got <laughs> you know the editing. The, we put a lot of special effects. We sweeten the voices. We you know I, we rearrange words. So it's a very <laughs> manipulative podcast, and it takes years. And God bless Annalise. I really put her to work. Um, I'm going to open this box. No, okay, so I'm getting some clues here. It says, this is a set, do not separate. So this could be, uh, as you said earlier, I could become a, maybe this is twin children. Maybe, uh, perhaps. This is when I become a father. Uh, and now it's got tape, which is, it's some tough tape. There, I, my question about this is that it arrived in a different box, though. Right, a fully different box, which is now, is been thrown away so this is the like fourth layer of wrapping that i've had to deal with uh it's what if it's a nesting doll what if (laughs) what if this is thematic it's not it's a nesting doll in the shape of a cardboard box (laughs) it's just cardboard box there's a a christmas game that i would play with my friends when we would celebrate christmas where you wrap a gift probably this many times, maybe four or five times, and you put on music and you have to unwrap one layer, pass it to the next person, unwrap one layer, pass it to the next person, unwrap one layer. And then when the music stops, you have to like think about what it is and it starts again and then it passes to a person. It's only one layer at a time. And whoever like gets through it the fastest gets the gift. And sometimes they're like really big and it's something little, but that's like a gift. I don't necessarily know the name of it. But That's like gift hot potato. Yeah, maybe it is. One time, I think we gave away a potato express. You know what a potato express <laughs> is? What is a potato is? express? Listen, they do not sponsor the podcast, but they're an amazing, it's an amazing product. It's a cloth bag that's sewn and you put potatoes in it and then you put them in the microwave and they cook in this little thing and they steam oh this is wonderful i have Wait, can't you i thought you could just cook a potato in the microwave without a bag yeah i mean y- yes but <laughs> this is different and better because it has the as seen as tv sticker on it and it's 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 a good product i use it all the time i eat a lot of sweet potatoes and i guess it just keeps the potato from blowing up all over your microwave yeah and it's like a true steam like it steams it Ooh, that while sounds it's there. nice it's good. I've just gotten onto the uh, microwaving bacon train. Wow. I was very suspicious of it. 
It works just fine. It does. It works okay. I'm <laughs> n- see. This is when I guess we flip flop. I am an oven bacon. That's what man. I was for the longest time. But then, uh, you know, you would get to starvation level, and I don't want to wait for the oven to preheat and all of this. I don't have the twenty minutes. Bridget, I'm gonna, how much bacon are you eating? The, I'm eating too much to be well. Mostly turkey bacon. Okay. So I'm trying to be, you know, uh, cholesterol conscious. All right. But I make a lot of breakfast for dinner. Pigs are very smart, too. And pigs are, yeah, almost human level. Three-year-olds. That's wild. Yeah. Let's let's go towards the turkeys. I feel like they're not as intelligent. <laughs> they're uglier. Yeah, but uh, let's see what's happening in here. <laughs> oh, what? What is happening here? Okay, so there's a Dr. Teal's foaming uh, foaming bath with Epsom, Epsom salt, and then a whole giant bag of lavender, soothe and sleep, Epsom salt. Jay, what's yeah. happening here? I didn't know if you were a shower man or a bath man. Right. And so I decided to send both ones kind of a a bubble bubble body wash thing and then one's Epsom salt. And I'd had a rough week. People swear by this stuff. Uh, I don't know. I figured you'd be pretty sore after getting through all of the packaging. So (laughs) I I sent something to calm you down uh, after this podcast that you can use for hopefully for a long time. I love this. Wait, so this bottle is like for showering. It's for bubble bath too, I think. Wait, so but you said something about showering, and I can't you imagine can, using either of these in the shower. I think you can use the the bubble bath in the shower. Bubble bath is just shower gel. Right. But just, you just have to put it on a loofah. Right. I've never thought about that. Except for you like sometimes it smells like bubble gum or something. Yeah. Which, uh, are you a bath man or a shower man? I am such a shower man, but I know that people still take baths. Right. I mean, I, as soon as I asked that question, I realized I don't know that anyone really identifies as a bath man or woman. I feel like the bath. I, some people do. Some just people do. Every day a bath? Yeah. How? If you're rich and wealthy, there are probably like lots of. Who are you hanging out with? Are you in Los Angeles? I am. Well, who am I hanging out with? Well, listen, I, listen. I know I bragged about having a Potato Express, but the one percent has had a rough time. Bridger, maybe take it easy on the people who own waffle makers and Potato Express and a smoothie maker and a food processor. Maybe some of us like to lounge and relax. Look, we're not. I'm not dancing around it anymore. Your friend Jeff Bezos, he's taking these baths <laughs> every day. He's thinking about space and how to get to the moon. He's got to relax. Yeah, he needs. To I wish I could send it to Jeff Bezos. I wish he just would relax in one of the 16 bathrooms in that place in Washington, D.C. <laughs> right. he just bought. He, he displays like an entire block. He owns so many houses. I've actually done research into this. And he bought a house in L.A. for $125 million. And then he bought the house next door. It's too much. It's absolutely. That's silly. But I can't imagine him enjoying anything, let alone a bath. Do you think that's silly? I think that's silly. What? Owning a $125 million house? 
No, the the epilogue to that, because someone says, I just bought this house for $125 million. I, go, I hope it's a nice house. And then before you get a word out, they go, I want that one too. Right. Of course, it's wild behavior. I mean, what what more do you need after the $125 million that you need the next place? I looked at what a seven course meal is, and there's a dessert after dessert. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. It's like, this is gross. Right. I mean, it's excess. I like that the $125 million was not the gross element for you. It had to be until the house next door was because the media makes you think of money in like weird ways. Like I hear $125 million. I go, that's okay. That's a pretty good sports contract. And then I go, wait a second. No. No, go, no, no. Yeah, I hear $125 million. I just think, oh, well, how much did the movie cost to make, though? Did they recoup? <laughs> That's like I've been a ruined. third of a Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I'm screwed up because of the way we talk about money in our society. Well, we need, I mean, maybe this podcast is the beginning of that. Everyone needs to. Hey, Bridger, you know what I'm going to tell you to do? I, get, I sent you a gift. Let's just relax. <laughs> Let's relax. Well, I am. I'm now worked up. I'm thinking about the house next door. I feel like buying the house next door was a spite move. He like didn't oh. like whoever lived there and bought it from underneath them. Oh, or maybe you know what it probably was. He went to visit the property. I'm painting the picture now. This is hypothetical, but who knows? Maybe I was there. <laughs> he went to visit the property. He said he really liked this house, and then next door he saw someone kind of giving him. The eye. And they were like, I don't know if I want Jeff Bezos moving into my nice neighborhood. Those people also have money. They have different type of money. Maybe this is plastic surgeon money. Right. Maybe this is L.A. entertainment money. But in Los Angeles, they got a little money, too. And then what really set him off is that he looked at that person's property, went to their front door and saw FedEx and UPS packages. And he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Furious. I, I will handle this. <laughs> that and will be an Amazon house. <laughs> he bought the house. He, and I don't even think he did it. I think he said, Alexa, <laughs> that one too. I actually, I think that that's probably closer to the reality because I can't imagine he's making the, like, he doesn't care. He's not out there like, I need to get a new house. Like he, he has so many houses. He has somebody on his team who's like, out just buying houses for him i think alexa is a a semi-sentient ai that has assumed a humanoid figure and is walking around as his personal assistant and we won't find (laughs) out until there is like an attempt on him and he's in danger and someone like tries to get at him and then she's like going to use like her photon blasters to protect him. <laughs> I, th- I think Alexa is a real robot bodyguard. Right. Alexa is his real estate agent. It's just be- I I just I, said, oh no, I just said Alexa and there's one in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off. I have a similar problem because if I say, okay, like buzzword, if I say, okay, Google, make the lights blue. Like some craziness happens in my apartment. Yeah. Oh, that is terrifying. There's a spirit in your home. Well, everything is listening to me. Yeah. Okay, Google. Thank you. So there's, I mean, I always say please and thank you because when the uprising comes, they're not going to be mad at me. They're going to remember who was nice and Jay will be one of the few people on the robots. Yeah. You just yelled at yours, Bridger. (laughs) 
I don't I, I don't even know why it's in this room. I don't know what purpose it's even serving. I've got to get rid of that. That's terrifying. <laughs> Jay, back to baths. When was the last time you had a bath? Um, Probably at some point mid-quarantine. My boyfriend takes baths a lot. He's a he's a he's a bather. He helped me come up with the idea. Like once a week? Uh maybe not once a week, but definitely like once a month. Okay. Because it's like a luxury. Right. And so I think that if you take a bath, like that's a lot of you time because you have to draw the bath. Right. Then you have to wait for the bath to cool down. Then you have to <laughs> enjoy the bath, but only for enough time until it gets too cold. So there's like a there's a a ritual to bathing. It's a whole process and I feel like I'm not somebody when I do take a bath I feel like if you wait until if you're in the bath until it's cold you something's going on. Are you saying you fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I I no, I've never been in a bath or at least within my adult life until it gets cold. I'm getting out before the temperature is changing. Otherwise, <laughs> I feel like you're going through something if you're just like, I don't even care what happens to me anymore. I'm now in cold bath water. Yeah, I want, I, culturally, I wish Americans bathed together more. Bathed together? Like like who? Like like if, like bathhouse culture, but right. not bathhouse. Because if you say bathhouse in America, in any sort of like mid to major city, people go, oh, yeah, yeah, you mean gay. And sometimes, <laughs> yes, but sometimes you just want it to be like a bath. Right. Well, I mean, in L.A., there are the Korean spas, which are some of the most yes. asexual uh, exactly. bath experiences you could possibly have. That's what I'm They're getting fantastic. At. They're, of course, all shut down now, which is a real shame. Which is sad, but also safe. It's exactly sad, <laughs> but safe. I would love what... to come out right now as an anti-masker explicitly for bathhouses. <laughs> I've been down there marching around the Korean spas demanding they reopen. I need to bathe with strangers. There are people. Weren't there people outside of Disneyland? Oh, of course. There were people outside of the like Air One Grocer, which is like a an expensive grocery store. People are out of control. I was just, I mean, there there will be someone upset that a thing that they like was taken away without any regard for a bigger picture. There is going to be someone that's like, are you, oh my God, I can't <laughs> go to the public spittoon and spit in things. I used to love spitting in stuff. What and about now? my kissing booth? The kissing yeah, booth, those booth economy is going to crater. Oh, so now, so, so you're telling me I can't, what am I supposed to do? I was an amateur dentist and now I can't <laughs> just put my fingers in people's mouths anymore. And now I got to go to school for it. My illegal orthodontist clinic is in danger. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, let's see. So, so back to soap, back to, I feel like I've used uh, salts in a bath before and I love it. I feel yeah? like, I mean, the quarantine, this is something that's changed about my life is I am taking baths occasionally, once a month probably. And I I can't recommend it enough. It's so relaxing. Yeah. Put on some music. And you can, you can soak, you can, that could also just be a foot soak. Maybe it's just a foot what soak. What am I putting my feet in? I don't, I don't have a container to put my feet in. That is a question because I remember when I was a kid, if my grandma soaked her feet, there was a pink, like big 
container, probably like this big, that was just for my grandma's feet. There was nothing else that I felt comfortable putting in the the pink plastic tub. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have a You gotta get one. I didn't go to the container store. Sorry, Bridger. <laughs> we all need a designated foot bath container. I uh because I, I'm not putting it in something I'm gonna be cooking in later. That feels <laughs> wild. Yeah. That's disrespectful. Right. I'm not putting it in my mixing bowl or my I don't own any. Do you have do you have like big mixing bowls? We have the stainless steel like set. Right. I've got I ordered a set of mixing bowls that are kind of nesting, which I use to put flour in before I put it into the mixing bowl before I make cookies. I have that kind of thing. But I'm not What kind of cookies do you make? Almost exclusively chocolate chip cookies. Wow. But a whole variety of them. But this is, I hope listeners heard, you didn't say when I take the cookies out of the freezer and open up the sleeve of dough. You (laughs) said flour. No, No, flour. You've got, you're starting with your butter. You're putting in the vanilla. Cold butter? Uh, Room temperature butter. You're, okay. you're, you're going to want a room temperature butter unless the recipe calls for a different type of butter. All I'm right. browning butter sometimes. Have you ever browned butter? Yes, I'm browned butter. So are you stressful. A secret, are you a secret foodie? I, I love food, but I, I'm not good at cooking. I'm a decent okay. baker. I Can I tell you a joke that I wrote in the beginning of quarantine of because course. my boyfriend's a baker? Is that I have to get rid of my internalized homophobia because at one point i caught myself in the kitchen saying oh honey i'm nowhere near gay enough to bake (laughs) and it's it's thoughts like that that really put the community down my boyfriend is he's a good he's a good baker what's your you so cookies are your go-to cookies are almost all i do i'll occasionally do brownies uh, but you're brown. You're doing brown butter chocolate chip cookies. They're delicious. It's the extra step. I mean, the brown butter, the browning of the butter. I'm getting a little bit better at it, so it's not as stressful. But it is an element that you can screw up, and it'll ruin everything. So that, to me, I I need everything to go right, especially right now when I'm, you know, like my emotions are just constantly, absolutely frayed, and I'm away. I, I'm about to have a breakdown at almost any moment. I'm just, I can't have the. I'm also th- I'm thinking about this. When you brown butter, usually it's a stick of butter in a nonstick and you swirl and like kind of let cook low heat until it's browned. That's like, how much butter are you? Should I have sent you butter? Are you going through a lot of butter? I'm going through a decent amount of butter. Maybe it's maybe my most purchased ingredient at the store at this point. Okay. But, you know, you... Chop up the butter, you put it in the pan and stir it around until it starts to turn brown. And then you panic and throw it into a different bowl and hope everything's okay. Isn't the trick, is the trick go gold and then it will be brown when you put it in the bowl? Jay, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing it okay so far, but I also, you don't want to do it undercooked. And then it's like, yeah. what's, what's the point of even what, melting the butter? You wasted some time, yeah. So, you know, I'm still learning. I'm growing as a person. What kind of chocolate are we doing? You know what? I love a Ghirardelli chocolate chip. The dark okay. chocolate. I think that's what they're called. or bittersweet. Really a beautiful flavor. What, yes. Do you bake? Or do you, like, have, do you make cookies at all? My boyfriend loves to make them. And I, I'm, the, I'm the savory person in the house right i think i think the binaries of top and bottom are so outdated i think there's a pastry <laughs> the chef and, and a chef in <laughs> a house 
and I'm the I'm the savory guy in the house because the adjustments are different. You can kind of like play a little bit more on the fly. Baking, that's drug dealing. And by that, I mean chemistry. <laughs> it's meth. You can't screw that stuff up. You will ruin stuff. You will ruin things. You will ruin things if you don't follow directions, which is the best part of it. It's just literally you follow directions and you get what you want. <laughs> cooking, <laughs> cooking, I'm out of control. I'm fully out of control and I will ruin, you know, half of the things I make. So I, I what, doubt that. What do you cook? Oh, my favorite thing to cook in recent memory, um, because I am from Mississippi, I will put my fried chicken thighs and more importantly, my fried chicken sandwich up against anyone else's. Really? I will put. Yes. Frying food at home scares me to death. You got to have a good, heavy cast enamel Dutch oh, oven. Oh, boy. So we're, we're, it's an investment. A right. lot of people, it's, it's, I mean, it's an investment in space. It's an investment. And then you're, cause then you're also having to buy like a good canola oil or peanut oil. There are a number of things. Um, but that's one thing that I do. I'll, I'll fight people over that and do a really good, <laughs> uh, red chicken curry. Ooh. Really, very good with the, with the jasmine rice. Like a Thai red curry? Like a Thai red curry. Ooh, delicious. Yes. Which is always very fun because you get to go to a different out of the supermarket, expand your supermarket horizons. <laughs> I oh, I can do a lot of really fun. Uh, I guess it would technically be American and Americanized dishes that have been folded into like the cultural legacy. But since I'm from Mississippi, if I couldn't fry chicken or like fry fish, I'd be so ashamed of myself. But I do a lot of fun stuff. Wow, I'm extremely jealous. I can barely cook so i, I make know. good eggs How, like what kind of eggs do you, I, I make a decent egg but like what are you what making? do you make like a good scrambled egg okay scramble i can make a great over easy i can make a great fried egg we can over I can easy make... is tough flipping it i still can't flip the egg you know what you gotta have a pan this sounds so exclusionary and i hate that we are still stuck in this place as a country. But you got to have a pan that's just for eggs. <laughs> oh, my God. That's never going to be me. Who am I? It could you be. You keep revealing pan, things about the yourself. Pan this, the pan is this big. The pan is this big. Just that's for it. eggs? Just for eggs. And it's, it's smaller? <laughs> yeah, it's small. It's not a big egg pan. How many eggs are you eating a day? Again, I'm going to have a heart attack by the time I'm 40. I, Wait a I've second. Gotta... Is this when we reveal that you've been eating nothing but bacon and eggs every day for every meal? I make a lot of breakfast tacos. <laughs> Wait, they're very easy and delicious. What's the, um, what's, okay, corn tortilla, flour tortilla? I buy my flour tortillas from a place that makes them. That's I feel like beautiful. that's such a key element. People underestimate tortillas even restaurants underestimate. Tortillas. I don't think they do in California. In New York, they might. They oh, don't underestimate. In California, absolutely, a lot of they do. A lot of that's why you can't get a good burrito in Los Angeles, at least, because a lot of them are made. Uh, the tortillas are. Well, I'm really just going crazy here. The tortillas are made in factories at a lot of these restaurants, and so they're no good. It's the bread. You want good bread? Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. a good tortilla. Tortilla is a flatbread. Right. People need to wrap their head around that. Top five rap? No. Get out of here. Uh, Top five flatbreads for me. Probably tortilla, pizza, and then naan. And then pita. Pita. I like naan. I was introduced to naan bread later in life. Right. It's a good bread. It's a delicious bread. 
That, that's Ooh. the bread that when somebody hasn't had Indian food before, you at least know they're going to be able to eat that and enjoy mm-hmm. that element. It's a real gateway to the rest of Indian food. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. For me, wait, did you say your fifth? Maybe you could only name four. Top five flatbreads? Right. Oh, top five. So I said tortillas. Then I said what? You said uh, pizza. Tortillas, pizza, naan, then pita. Pita. And then, uh, and then what's another good flatbread? Let's see. There's a roti. I like a good roti. Uh, um, I feel th- like. I mean, th- that's another Indian flatbread, though, from like the Indian subcontinent. Well, you could also, but there are different types and of And it's roti. Caribbean. But yeah, it's and Caribbean, Caribbean and uh, Southeast Asian, where like in Malaysia and stuff, where it's more of a like fried. Yeah. Like, Ooh. I think that's okay. a great one. That would be maybe number two for me. But these are all savory. Is there a sweet one? Sweet flatbread. I feel like that's a... Does a crepe count? Then we're getting into pancake territory. Right. And then I want to think about funnel cakes. Right. Then we're headed straight into fair food. Yeah. Which <laughs> which <laughs> I love. I mean, I'm a big proponent of like people being like, let's see if we can. <laughs> that's what the fair is for. Well, okay, that's a decent top five flatbreads, I would say. Although pizza, I feel like, is a different category. No, pizza is a flatbread. Interesting. I feel like... Do you not agree? I don't agree, because I feel like you can go to a pizza restaurant and there's a separate element of the menu that says flatbread. No! I feel like once red sauce hits that bread, it's no longer flatbread, it's now pizza. No! A pizza Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you are telling me I'm wrong, but... We left out matzah, but... uh, Oh, delicious. But... A pizza is a flatbread. So much so that whenever I see a flatbread pizza, I'm always like, that's, you're saying chai tea when you do that. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like we're getting into know. hamburger sandwich territory. Have you ever said hamburger sandwich? I will never. You've, I mean, this is the first and last time you'll hear me saying that. But Are you saying the hamburger sandwich? Would you say person? pizza flatbread? Oh, human person? No, I don't say pizza flatbread. You're so wrong here. Pizza and flatbread are fully separate. Flatbread <gasps> is... <laughs> a pizza is a flatbread. A pizza is a pizza. A flatbread is a flatbread. <laughs> a pita <laughs> is a flatbread. A roti is a flatbread. You've, you've, pizza has, has become so famous it's become its own category. What? You tell me pizza gets to leave the group just because people know it? I mean, no. Beyonce left Destiny's Child and is now her own category. Uh, yes. You don't but, say Beyonce Destiny Child, Destiny's Child. You say Beyonce. But I think that you can celebrate you can celebrate the star power of pizza, but also <laughs> realize that pizza is a flatbread. I feel like it diminishes the pizza element. It's try- it's worked so hard to be its own thing. No, you get to see from whence it came. <laughs> okay, is this a, a genealogy lesson? This is a family history of pizza? Um, I don't want to know. very Italian. Humble beginnings. <laughs> well, agree to disagree. I still have had a good time. <laughs> Jay, we need to we have to play a game and I there's a game I want to play with you called the gift master. I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. Oh, from me? 8. Okay. I need to do some By the way, 8 is uh a listener recently pointed out the most popular number picked by the guest. Hey, do you want to know why? Yeah, I do want to know why. I think it's because you say between 1 and 10 and then people go, okay, because we like order, some people lean towards five. 
but I think even order. I just heard you say ten, and the next even number is Ooh, eight. I do is what like I would assume. Eight is a nice, comfortable number too. It's like yeah. it's you know at least a B. It's uh, it's a nice round number. I like the way eight sounds. It's the number guys lie about on dating apps. It's, right. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. I have to do some calculating. Uh, it, while I'm doing this, you can promote something. You can recommend something. You can sing a song. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Hello, my name is Jay Jordan. I'm a New York-based comedian. And I I could promote my album, Jay Jordan, y'all. I could promote my Twitter and my Instagram, which are just at Jay Jordan. It's just my name with an ad symbol in front of it. But I'm not going to do either one of those things casually. What I'm going to promote is radical kindness. I want everyone to be kind to one another in 2021. And the best way to be kind is to introduce one of your friends to the hilarious stylings of a comedian by the name of Jay Jordan, who you can follow at Jay Jordan on Twitter and Instagram. And you can buy his debut album, Jay Jordan, y'all. Available on iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube Music, which is an, which is a good app i have an android and a lot of people make fun of androids and i think it's classist and people are gonna slowly but surely realize that i get to see music videos early because i have youtube music so jokes on y'all uh so yeah um radical kindness though have a good one okay wow i you know sometimes the timing doesn't work out and the person just gets dragged through having to the silence of me calculating and then they have to promote things that they don't even care to promote. You did a perfect job. I did a perfect job. We're in sync here. You did a really good job. This is how the game works, Jay. I'm going to name three potential gifts, items that you could give as gifts. And then I'm going to name three celebrities, famous people that you have to give them to. And you're going to tell me who you'd give what and why. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Okay. So the three gifts you'll be giving today are a five seat sectional. A machete. Okay. And finally, the final gift that you will be giving is expensive detergent. So not your regular off-brand detergent. Not This is an expensive detergent. Whatever that means right. to you. Will be given to the following people. Number one, Posh Spice herself, Victoria Beckham. All right. Number two, okay, this is a controversial figure, Chevy Chase. He's famous, he's angry, he uh, he has a variety of issues surrounding him. And finally, the final person is Will Smith. What are you going to do? You've got a machete, expensive detergent, and a five-seat sectional. A five-seat sectional. Posh Spice Victoria Beckham will receive... The five-seat sectional. Okay, why? Why? There are five seats in the sectional. Oh, boy. I am not a person who believes in conspiracy theories. But if there was a five-person group that Victoria (laughs) Beckham was familiar with, Perhaps all five of these people could come together on this sectional (laughs) and perhaps go on to agree 
about the terms of a tour late 2021 through 2022. So Posh Spice gets the five seat sectional to start (laughs) the new Spice Girls tour. You've got Baby, you've got Ginger, you've got Sporty, you've got Posh and Scary. Scary. Mel B. All there on the sectional. On the sectional. Signing the contract to go on tour. Yeah. And we film that and we make money about them being all together in the same room on the same couch for the first time in a very long time. Right. I mean, this feels like... Uh, a very good COVID situation. You get them all on this couch, put a, throw a computer in front of them. Mm-hmm. The tour is happening right there on Zoom. Maybe. And maybe we get to see why they haven't been able to agree on some things over the past years. But I think that's the best use of that. Didn't sectional. they kind of reunite at some point? A little, but I don't. Jerry left early. Oh boy, Jerry. And we love Jerry Hallowell, but there is... There is, when you said five, I just said, I know who this is for. <laughs> That's such a perfect, perfect gift for Vicky. The machete. The machete. the machete will go to Will Smith. And why? I Am Legend was about people receiving a vaccine. That's right. That might not be on the up and up. <laughs> and I feel like if there's anyone who has done the research through the film experience and like can save humanity. It's going to be a jack of way too many trades, (laughs) Sir William Smith. I'm going to give him the machete and hopefully it's going to be inscribed with the words, you know what to do. (laughs) And uh, I'm also going to tell him, uh, to keep his dog safe. But Will Smith gets the, the machete <laughs> and it's perfect. locked up. He saves it just for the perfect time whenever he has to save right. mankind. Right. And so that being said, that means Chevy Chase gets the expensive laundry <laughs> detergent. Uh, Chevy Chase, who was funny. And then it we found out that sometimes humor and talent doesn't have morals or conscience uh so i would like for him to use that detergent to clean up his act (laughs) and get back in the good graces of donald glover and the ghost of richard pryor and everyone who he's offended over the past few years it was very interesting that chevy chase went from being like kind of like an everyman and then when he got older you're like oh so what character are they what character slot are they going to give him and he was kind of mean and bad and everyone's like just chevy chase he's so unlike chevy chase and then joel McHale and like everyone on set were like oh, it's not, it's not, i mean it's not oh is he didn't know the cameras were rolling so okay uh so yeah i'll give it to chevy chase also i feel like chevy chase is the only person of those two people that even knows how to use a washing machine now because posh spice looks at a clothing item has it brought to her right and then goes like this and people take it off she looks at a washing machine and thinks that's a car (laughs) yeah and and will smith i don't think will smith and I know he came from humble beginnings, but I don't think Will Smith has touched a washing machine since no, no, no. Independence Day. No, unless it was for to research a role. He's not hasn't looked at or touched a an appliance, probably. Maybe like the months leading up to the pursuit of happiness. He was aware. <laughs> I've gotta see what a washing, washing machine. Works. But that's as research. <laughs> 
<laughs> dumping some detergent. I think that you. I think that's perfect. And I think keeping the machete away from Chevy is an excellent. Oh choice. my goodness, one hundred percent. I think that it, all of this is perfect, and you did an excellent job. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm giving you a solid A here. I mean, you really <gasps> thank you, found, you. You lasered in on what everyone needed and got it to them. So perfect. This is the part of the podcast called I Said No Emails. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com with a variety of things. Let's see if we can answer a question. All right. I'm glad people follow directions. People are very good at following directions. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Well, sometimes. Sometimes people are terrible <laughs> at following directions. But that's the, the rainbow of humanity. Dear Bridger and Bridger's guest, what is your opinion on gift receipts? I have a picky in-law who won't help us out by providing a gift wish list, but when the in-law receives something they aren't into, they force their spouse to awkwardly approach the gifter and ask how the gift can be returned. Personally, I find this to be incredibly gauche. The in-law is not... Wow, this person hates this in-law. The in-law is not hurting in any way either. So my, my thinking is, if you don't love a sweater from grandma, it won't kill you to pretend and then donate it to someone in need later. So basically, this person's just saying, what should we be doing about gift receipts? They didn't give a name. They said, thank you, a grateful listener. So we have to make them happy here. What do you think of a gift receipt? Okay, if you're receiving a true gift, not a gift from a curated gift list, if you don't have a cash pig that watches your videos and sends you money and things you request, <laughs> then sometimes the gifts you get are going to be a bit of a surprise. Right. And with that being said, the gift recipient is going to either like it, love it, feel ambivalent about it, or absolutely hate it. So I think... Providing a gift receipt lets a lot of pressure out of the situation for both parties. You let some of the steam out because they, at the end of the day, if you don't love it, you can take it back to TJ Maxx and see why I thought you needed another Santa figurine. I absolutely agree with that. I, uh, a gift receipt is in a huge leap in technology for all of us, and I think we need to embrace it. You get the chance to return it, but you can't see how much it costs initially. You know, I feel like when you give somebody a gift, just let them have the gift receipt. There's not, I don't see what the problem could possibly be with that. I don't know. And this in-law just sounds like a pain. Yeah, do you think it's because... The in-law is worried because the in-law's husband is having to always start do the confrontation. Right. I mean, I feel like after this, this problem happen, happening once, this in-law would learn their lesson. But apparently this person's just struggling. I say throw in the gift receipt or just stop giving this person a gift. That's my big advice. Alienate the in-law. You know what I would even do? What? I would even say... Start gift carding this person. Totally. And if they go, oh, how impersonal. Oh, I, I can't believe you would do this. This is classless. <laughs> Remind them of their track record. <laughs> Give them, that'll be the next gift. It's just a documented uh, list of things that they didn't like that were all <laughs> guesses as to what they would want. And they all failed. So at some point, You've got to put your foot down with this person. They're out of control. Yeah. This actually reminds me. I never opened this mysterious envelope. Should we see what's happening in here? Yes, but you, it's not going to be as cute as my note. Oh, it's literally it's literally a gift receipt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> it's a uh, you know just like a an itemized lift uh, list to replace the item, and then uh, it's a gift for you again from Jay Jordan. So interesting! What an interesting little uh, button to put on this person's letter. I think that the gift receipt is absolutely fine. Yeah. I, hey, a uh, grateful listener, gift receipts are so good that I sent one. Right. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm done answering questions. This in-laws put me in a mood. <laughs> thinking about this person that's playing all these mind games with their family. It's too, it takes a lot of energy. Jay, I've had an absolutely wonderful time and I, I cannot, I'm, Unfortunately, I'm completely relaxed right now. I've had a terrific time, so I don't need to take a bath. But now I know that when I'm all wound up, I'll probably drink another cup of coffee in an hour, and then I'm going to be an anxiety mess. I'll, you know, the, you okay. know, you go over that barrier where suddenly you know how I something. I got so worried because the sun is setting here, and I was like, "Why would you drink coffee at five? But then I remembered, <laughs> Jay, there are time zones, and I was like, "If he touches a cup of coffee right now, his night is ruined." What's your What's the latest for a cup of coffee for you? Late three three. It feels like the after four o'clock. If I'm drinking coffee. Goodbye. Night. If I see someone with the coffee at three, I'm usually like, "What's what you doing today? <laughs> what's what you got going on? Is there something I don't know about? Are we? Do we have plans? <laughs> my boy, my boyfriend, he drinks the coffee when he wakes up, and then he has a second coffee because the first one was like required, and the second one is like enjoyment. I had a coffee today when I was watching um, a TV show that makes enough money that I don't have to like advertise them on here. Oh boy, and I would love I, to know. It was, uh, I'm a nerd. I was watching WandaVision and oh, I was drinking. Oh, I've just started watching that. I was drinking my coffee and I was like, this is so surreal. Only because I was enjoying what should be like primetime viewing television <laughs> at 10 a.m. with a coffee on like a Friday when I usually <laughs> would be like going to do stuff. It was just, you know. <laughs> But don't drink coffee after three, folks. And look, I, I can get up to four o'clock, but after four you o'clock, can? it's a, an absolute night ruiner and next day ruiner. I took an accidental nap yesterday. Oh, and what time? Just, I don't want to tell you. There's going to be a little bit of judgment. <laughs> well, that's why you're here. I'm here to judge you. Uh, it was it was it was like a like an 830. 830 p.m. I laid down. That's what's going to bed. I shouldn't have even looked in the direction of my bed. I took a nap. I was up until three. Oh, how long was your nap? My nap was like right under an hour. Not worth it. And there was a nap like the some of the throw pillows were still on the bed. It was like a true. I don't know how this happened. Nap. Unless you work a graveyard shift. Anything after 7 p.m. is not a nap. That's a uh, that's going to bed. I did it to myself. <laughs> and it was Jam so, worried. I wasn't, I don't know what happened. I feel like, I feel like, like a mid-century 1950s husband. That's like, I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but she's saying the girl is mine. And what do you want me to do about it? Uh, that's just from fences. If anyone hasn't read August Wilson. Uh, but like, I took that nap. Oh, bad move. The fact that you're awake Dumb. right now is wild to me. 
I'm trying to like adjust everything. So I had to wake up very early today <sighs> and stay up by having a very, very good podcast with you. And I got to like stay up all day today, not even look in the direction <sighs> of a nap. And then I'll go to bed at a good time. But You're basically starting a new life. I'm trying. It's tough. It's tough out here in these streets in the house. <laughs> While you drink coffee and watch TV at 10 in the morning. <laughs> it's the toughest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's going to be what I tell my kids. Listen, you think I had it easy waking up at 1109 <laughs> when people were dying to watch TV and drink coffee and talk to people on my computer? You're lucky. <laughs> You have to work in the child mind that we have now because the bath the salt child, minds. Yeah, yeah, the bath salt minds. Jay, I'm worried about you. I need you to get to sleep. I need you to stay up at least until nine o'clock tonight before you okay. go to bed. Thank you so much for the gift. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. These are a delight to get to meet new people whose company I enjoy, people that make me laugh, people who have the journalistic integrity to let people know what happened during that high school election. <laughs> there are a lot of good people in the world, and I'm glad that this gave me the opportunity to meet yet another one of them. Well, uh, it's been terrific, and I hope you have a wonderful time. And listener... This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing your thing. If you want to listen to the episode over, you're going to want to hit rewind. Otherwise, you're going to want to move on with your life. Take care of yourself. We'll meet again soon. All my love. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads when I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home 